Howdy folks and welcome to the Dirt Road Cowboys Christian Podcast. I'm Dean, also known as the Dirt Road Cowboy. Whether this is your first visit or if you're a return listener, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen in. Now in the last episode, I started talking about the New Age teachings that have been infiltrating the church. And there were so many of them that I decided to split it up into more than one podcast. So this is part two. If you didn't hear the first ones, go on back and listen to them. I'm not going to repeat those. We've got more to cover this time. One of the other things I've noticed has been this new fad called soaking, where you're soaking in the spirit. But they're also using a new age type of music. If you don't know what new age music is, go on to YouTube and just type in new age meditation music. Then go in and type in Christian soaking music and you're going to see that they're the same. This type of music is meant to lead people into a trance state. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with trances. I mean, the Bible talks about it, but it also talks about the trance being brought in by prayer, not by using some external music source. Maybe there's nothing wrong with it. Maybe there is. I'm just advising you to pay attention to things. Don't take everything for granted. Don't listen to it just because I say it or because your pastor says it or anyone else. Look up these things on your own. Do your research. Another thing that I've been noticing more people talking about is grounding to the earth. That's connecting with the spirit of the world, which is not the spirit of God. Christians are even going around recommending that you walk barefoot so that you're in better contact with the earth so that you can get that earth energy flowing through you. Folks, that's not God. God doesn't enter from the earth. He doesn't come up through your feet. He doesn't enter up through the chakras. The Holy Spirit inside of you comes in from a different dimension completely. Not from this dimension. This dimension is cut off from God. It's 180 degrees opposite of God's dimension. And you can look around at the way the world's going today and how twisted they are. What was once considered evil is now considered good. What was once considered good is now considered evil and hateful. 180 degrees out from where God intended things to be. God's plan was for protection and prosperity and life not connected with the world, not being in contact with the spirit of death. We're supposed to be in contact with the spirit of life. The life of Christ Jesus inside of us is supposed to set us free from the law of sin and death. So grounding to the earth? No. Big no. Next thing I want to mention is the practice of numerology. Numerology goes back for a long time. Just like the practice of witchcraft, magic, astrology, it goes back a long way. But you see Christians today going around trying to reinterpret things in the Bible by using a numerology system that is based on the English alphabet. It has nothing to even do with the Hebrew or the Greek that the Bible was written in. And they're trying to predict who the Antichrist will be 
and when this will happen and when that will happen, all using numerology. Let's get away from that. That is not what God intends for us. God intends for us to hear from his spirit, not to try to interpret things using magical practices, astrology, and all kinds of other weirdness. Just stay away from that. We have no part in it. And a brief mention along with that is this new obsession that everyone has with personality tests. I don't care whether it's the Enneagram or the Briggs-Myers or anything else. Don't limit yourself by those types of labels. And what difference is it to say, well, I'm an INFP or I'm a Virgo, I'm a Leo, I'm a Gemini. You're still using symbols and systems to label yourself. I think that these new labeling systems are no more than a new twist on astrology. Just stay away from it. You don't need it. You're a new creature. If you are in Christ, you're a new creature. And none of that applies to you any longer. Are you going by your personality types as a new creature? Are you doing your zodiac from your new birth? Folks, just stay away from the weirdness. Stay away from the new age stuff. Get back into communication with God. Get in touch with the Holy Spirit if you want to find out things. Jesus said he'd reveal all things to you. You don't need all these worldly systems to try to figure things out. The next thing I want to get into is the belief in luck, coincidences, and synchronicities. Folks, we have no place believing in this kind of garbage. Luck. That's saying that God has nothing to do with your life. And from what I have heard, and I also believe it, the word luck has its origins in Lucifer. So just let it stay at that. Don't believe in luck. You can believe in God's blessing, but don't believe that the devil's going to bless you with anything. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy, not to bless. And coincidences. Okay, yeah, I don't believe in coincidences at all. I believe in cause and effect. You do something, something happens. You mess around with evil, someone dies. You mess around with evil, you get broke. You mess around with evil, and the curse comes upon you. That's not coincidence. These things happen for a reason. Someone is doing something, whether it's you doing it, someone that you know doing it, people unintentionally doing things. It doesn't matter. It's caused by something. I've heard people say, oh, well, that was just a coincidence. Yeah, I did something, but it was just a coincidence that this bad thing happened. And it happens again and again and again. And they say, oh, it's a lot of coincidences. Folks, how many times does things have to happen before it becomes mathematically impossible to be a coincidence? Coincidences don't just happen. And yeah, I know, people bring up the mention of the coin toss. You toss the coin up in the air, comes up heads, comes up tails. Is that a coincidence? No, that coin didn't toss itself. There had to be an action involved to get it started. Now, sometimes we don't always know what the action is. Sometimes it's something we've done. Sometimes it's something that a loved one has done. Sometimes it's a curse put on us. A demonic influence. Witchcraft. Hexes. Whatever you want to call them. We don't always know the cause of the bad things that happen to us. But there are many times 
when people are completely oblivious to the fact that what they're doing is going to harm many other people, even bringing death and destruction into others' lives. And another one we're going to bring up is so-called synchronicities. Well, synchronicities have to do with the law of attraction. The law of attraction is part of the whole New Age belief system that we are the universe, the universe is God, we are all parts of the same God manifesting in different forms, and when we bring our thoughts out there and our intentions, then we will manifest it from the great pool of existence and energy that we are all part of, and it is all part of us because it is all God and we are all part of this same God together. No, it's not true. Maybe if you're a fallen person, you're part of the same spirit of the world. But if you're a Christian, get away from the law of attraction. Get away from the synchronicities and the coincidences and all that evil. A lot of people, especially Christians, that are involved in the law of attraction will talk about how Jesus taught it. And he said that believe you receive it and you shall have it. And that's the same thing that the New Age law of attraction teaches. Jesus was teaching people the way things were in the world before the new creation. He was talking about things that the natural people were able to do back then. Folks, we're supposed to be supernatural people. We have to go beyond what is common to man. That's the devil's playground. That's the world's playground. We need to go beyond. We need to start doing those things that Jesus did and even greater things because he said that we would. And by greater, he was not talking about greater in number. Otherwise, a few sentences later, when he said, the Father is greater than I am, well, that would mean that there's more gods. There's two different words in the Greek. Greater, meaning more magnificent, more powerful, and another greater, meaning more in number. And Jesus was using greater in magnificence. You've seen the magnificent things that I've done, and even more magnificent things will you do. Not more as in number, but even greater magnitude of power being released. Because Jesus had to operate as a man. We don't have to be limited by that. Jesus died so that we could be filled with the Spirit of God and rise above what is common to man. We can start operating in the power of God on this earth. So let's not be limited by worldly thinking, worldly things like the law of attraction and tithing and all that kind of stuff that is done away with. We are new creatures filled with the power of God, given the authority of Jesus' name to use it. That's where we need to be stepping up to. Another thing I've heard people talking about is a set of books called A Course in Miracles. And they believe that this New Age volume of books, just because it mentions the word God, that it's fine, it's perfectly okay, but it's not. That God is not the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is nowhere in there that tells you that you need to accept a Savior. All these things are talking about how you can do something, how you can be empowered, how you can do things all on your own without the need of God. Well, if we didn't need God, if we didn't need a Savior, then Jesus died for nothing. If we're all God anyway, then why did Jesus even have to bother coming? There's plenty of religions that teach all that kind of garbage. So why would Jesus have to come and teach something different? He said that we could become one with God, not replace God. He didn't say that we would be our own gods. But he came to make us children of the Most High God. Another thing 
that goes around a lot in the New Age teachings, and I've noticed is picked up on by some people in the church that have been influenced by New Age, is the Christ consciousness. The New Agers talk about a Christ consciousness, an ability to be like Jesus. And they teach that Jesus was saying that unless you become like him, that you'll never achieve the kingdom of God. Jesus didn't say to become like him. He said that he was the way, the truth, and the life. He was the door. And that if any man wants to come to the Father, they must come through him, not be like him, not skirt around. He said that whoever skirts around is the thief. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Yes, we try to emulate him and be like him, but we need a savior. We're not our own saviors. And the ones that teach this Christ consciousness are preaching and teaching a different spirit that denies Jesus. They say that he was a good teacher and that he may be a prophet and that we need to follow his teachings and just learn from his teachings. But they skip things like the blood of Jesus. They skip things like the need of a savior. They teach that we're all able to be filled with this Christ consciousness, but they don't like to mention Jesus' name. They mention the word Christ without mentioning the word Jesus, without mentioning salvation. It's very deceptive. You can see how some people could get trapped into believing that because, oh, they hear Christ, they hear God, and they think, okay, well, that's a good thing. Pay attention to the details. Don't be quick to believe things. Do your research. Okay, that's going to bring us to a New Age wimpy God and Jesus. I've had so many people try to say that God is not the same as he was in the Old Testament, that Jesus has changed everything so that now God no longer has wrath, he no longer punishes anyone, that he's just become some kind of an airy-fairy, lovey-dovey God that allows things to happen to his children and turns a blind eye to it. I've also had them say that Jesus never got angry except one time. Well, if you do your research, you'll see that the time that he overturned the tables was not the only time that he got angry. You'll also see that he talked about the wrath of God. If he came to tell us that there was no more wrath of God, which the Bible talks about it, and the Bible even says that he is the Lord, he changes not, then to sit there and come up with this new age teaching of God no longer does those things is a complete lie. It's meant to get people to move over into doing evil, to start slipping away from holiness and righteousness and being like the world and thinking that God's just going to give a wink and a nod to it and that they're going to be able to get away with things. Folks, nobody's getting away with anything. No one is getting away with anything. God told me that himself. We're supposed to live righteous and holy. We're supposed to separate ourselves from the world and not even have the appearance of evil. This is important, people. God wants people to know that, otherwise he wouldn't put it in the Bible. We've slipped very far from the holiness movement and have adopted a new age wimpy God and wimpy Jesus, saying that there will be no more punishments ever again. It's true that there is grace and that there is forgiveness, but that comes when you come to him with a repentant heart, not trying to buy fire insurance. Fire insurance doesn't work with God. I've seen someone in hell that thought they had fire insurance. They're screaming and they're yelling out hateful things. They would throw their own parents, their own children in hell if it could give them a moment of relief because there's no death there. You go through it over 
and over and over and over and over. The pain is there non-stop. Picture having all the flesh on your body melted off, only to come back and melt off again and again and again and again. No break from it. It's horrible. We need to focus on righteousness and holiness so that we can be with our holy God. Our Father loves us and is willing to forgive sins if we are truly repentant. Just saying, oopsie, doesn't cover it. He knows your heart. He knows if you're truly repentant or if you just think you're getting away with something. He's not going to let you get away with it. Bible said it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It doesn't sound like some airy-fairy, looking-the-other-way kind of God. Okay, I think we covered that topic. Stay away from sin. Avoid the very appearance of evil. Wouldn't say it in the Bible if God didn't mean it. Now, this next one is something that I just started hearing in Christian circles lately that I've heard in the New Age for a long time, and that is doing a time travel where you can go back and erase the sin that you did, erase the wrongs that you did. It's a mental exercise to take the pressure off of you. You go back in your memory and you basically hypnotize yourself into believing that you never did it. And then you don't need to be forgiven of it. You can go back and you can change what you did by changing your mind about it and get rid of the memory. And then any problems that you've had with your body or anything else will heal up because your body's not punishing you for your sin any longer. But that's not what the Bible teaches. There is no time travel. If there was time travel, don't you think we could go back to the Garden of Eden and change things? Start all over again without sin in the world? Even God can't do that. God can't go back in time to change the past, and neither can we by going into a trance and changing what we did mentally. What if some other person is affected by what you did? Can you victimize someone and go back in time and do away with your memory of it and pretend that the victim doesn't exist anymore? How's that going to bring any closure to the victim? When the victim looks at you and you can sit there and say, no, I didn't do that. I don't even know what you're talking about. No, going back and doing mental time travel to erase your sins doesn't work. We have a Savior. The blood of Jesus washes away your sins, cleanses you from all unrighteousness. You don't do it through mental time travel. And we spoke earlier about grounding to the earth and connecting with the earth energy. I briefly want to bring up the use of crystals. People use crystals. Christians are using crystals to connect them with the energy field so that it will help connect them to God. God is not this energy field. This is the spirit of the world that's all around us. This whole quantum field is the spirit of the world. We have a different power source outside of this world, and that's the Holy Spirit. So don't start going around using crystals so that you can channel the energy into you for healing or whatever. You don't need to be connected to this world. Separate yourself. And I saved this one for last because I really don't know a whole lot about it. I have heard others teach about it, but it's not something that I have practiced or anything like that. And that's the practice of yoga. I know there's a lot of Christians that do yoga, but from what I've heard from other people that have been involved with it is that each one of those poses, the way that they're held for long periods of time, is supposed to be a doorway to summon a spirit 
Now, I don't know about any of this personally because I never got into yoga or anything like that. I was into martial arts. But doing a stretch in martial arts is completely different than holding a pose in yoga until the spirit has a chance to enter into the world. Making a portal by bending your body into different shapes is almost like sitting there drawing out magic symbols to invite other spirits to come in. Like I said, I don't know about this personally because I never got involved in yoga, but do your research, people. Look into it yourself. If you find out that I'm wrong on any of these things, then feel free to contradict me. Let me know where I may be wrong on something. But I'd rather be wrong on some little minor issue like this than to have someone else be wrong and get pulled into a satanic trap. If you avoid the appearance of evil, it'll be a whole lot harder for you to commit the evil. If you're acting like the world, then you keep acting more and more like the world until you are one with the world again. And yes, you can walk away from God. You can lose your salvation. You can hook up to the power supply of the world and have no part of God anymore. It's an easy slip. Little tiny bits of misleading will start leading you into sin and sin brings death. That's all there is to it. So that's where we're going to end this podcast. In the future, I will talk about more false teachings in the church that aren't necessarily new age, just wrong. But until then, I hope you got something out of this. I pray that you and your loved ones are blessed. The Spirit of God touches you, reveals truth to you, opens your eyes to any deception, to lies of the devil. And I just pray the best for you and yours. May God bless you, pour out his love on you. If you want to find out more about me, you can go to my website, www.dirtroadcowboy.com, and there you can find out some about my adventures and some of my other things that I do. I'll be back with another podcast in a couple weeks. Until next time, God bless you, God keep you, and this is Dirt Road Cowboy, signing out. Bye, y'all.